Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is October 22nd, 2020. How dramatic this countdown to the elections in the U.S. So much crazy is going on. The stores are getting charged again like they were in the beginning of COVID, where everybody just wanted to buy everything they need. Um, Nobody just knows what's coming. It's kind of interesting how we react when we feel like Stability has been pushed off or something we're not going to have for a little bit of time. And it's it's also more interesting that we react by wanting to grab to to at least make sure we're fed. And it, it really tells you what's so important to us, um, just those basic needs. You know, if we are stuck at home, what do we need to survive? And we do go into a survival mode. It's it's so interesting to witness, even in myself, when I think, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. What do I need to do to prepare? And everything that you kind of swirl around with disappears. It's like not important anymore. And you, you get to see what's really the most important to you and then what kind of gets pushed off to the side. So, yeah, super interesting time right now. But today is Dream Theme Thursday, and we got some dreams. You got to hear this one I got from someone who said, Nadia, what does it mean when you have a kiss in a dream? And I thought, okay, you know, didn't say what kind of kiss, didn't say if it was with someone they liked or didn't like, because that happens too. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, a kiss, it just, says that we feel appreciated or loved for our own qualities. That's when we get a kiss. When we kiss somebody, let's say you kiss somebody on the forehead, it's like a blessing kind of a kiss or like a spiritual connection type of kiss that brings like this peace and this feeling of harmony and contentness to us. And it's funny, you know, kissing like an ugly old patient of a doctor or somebody or someone in high school that you didn't like, and and you don't know why you kissed them in your dream. You're like, what what was I doing? And it, it really just, it brings to light that you're disappointed in love. If you're kissing someone you, you never really wanted in your world, and then there they were, right? It's It's an interesting thing. So what does it mean when you kiss somebody or you dream about them sexually. And that is a little bit different, not because the sex is involved, but if your brain took it that far, it just means that like while you're awake, the things you're concerned about, the worries or the desires you have, 
the person you desire is off limits to you. What happens is your brain fills in that blank. And you might experience like a sexual dream about that person because your brain just wants to experiment with the idea so you don't really feel like you need to follow through with it, even though we think because we have that dream that we need to follow through with it, like that's a sign. But it's actually the opposite. It's like your body releasing that feeling so that you can kind of give that feeling an escape route, right, so that you don't have to go and create havoc and drama in everybody else's life. It's, it's interesting because we may feel like, well, that was an inappropriate dream, but really that dream was just saying, hey, this is what it could be like. Now you know. Now you know. All good. Done. Because remember what I told you about curiosity versus love? That sometimes we're incurious, we're not in love. It's it's something that our bodies and our brains deal with because our dreams are like a filter. They take all the random stuff that runs through your mind all day that isn't random during the day but becomes random to create a story for you to see yourself. And I always say that like nightmares are are just escape routes for taking out the trash. You're you're getting rid of old feelings and it's weird because it's like a part of you is going away and it looks like that nightmare or someone is killing it or killing you or you know making things go away but it's actually symbolic 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 <laughs> symbolic of just removing what you no longer need and it's always hard to move right when you even see physical stuff and you're going through your attic, and you're going through your garage, and you're going through your bedroom, and you're like, wow, I haven't seen this in like 10 years, or since the last time I moved, and and it could be 20 years, and in some cases 30, and you're like, why, why do I carry this around with me everywhere I go? I actually forgot I had it, but yet it was in the makeup of your home, and it was taking up space, and once you start removing those things that keep taking up space, you start to not even realize. You're like, wow, I feel so much lighter. What just happened? And what happened was you took out what you no longer need and you realized you've lived without it. You don't know why you're carrying it and that you're still okay with it gone. And if anything, you feel lighter with it gone because you were able to let go. So I have a dream that says, Hi, Nadia. What a great show about truth today. This was the other day. I enjoyed it a lot. Maybe if there's time on Thursday, here's a nightmare of last night. So now that I just told you about nightmares and releasing things we don't need, here we go. I was riding my bike at night home alone. I was almost home before I had to cross a field, which was pitch black. Then I noticed my front wheel was flat and I could not go on. I stopped and suddenly there were six brutal-looking guys with tattooed faces. They all looked at me and they all looked the same, like brothers. I backed up and ran the other way. I was not scared. All I knew was that I should head back to my boyfriend 
who meant safety. He is almost always in my dreams and gives me this warm, fuzzy feeling, puppy love. Well, in a way, the dream is telling you that you trust that no matter what you face, you can face it with your boyfriend, that you trust him. That's the easy part of this dream. But let's talk about the six brutal-looking guys with tattooed faces who all look the same like brothers. Because here you were riding, and then you're in pitch dark. You can't see anything. And you get a flat tire, so you have an unexpected event that took you to an expected place. I'm equating those six brutal-looking guys with tattooed faces as old baggage. Because they all look the same, and most of our baggage is the same. The things that hurt us tend to be the same kinds of things, just from different people or different situations. That's why we always say things like, this happens to me all the time. Everybody else wins. I have all these examples lined up in my mind's history of why I'm not like everyone else or I'm not as good as everyone else or everyone else knows something I don't know. This everyone else in huge, big, lightning rod quotes. And then you realize, oh, maybe the same things are what hurt me over and over again. Huh, that's interesting. So I see these six problems staring at me, and they all have tattooed faces. So all my problems are the same. All the things that bother me are the same. But you know what? I'm not even scared. I don't even need to participate with my baggage. I made amends with my baggage, and I'm going to run, not walk away. And I'm going to go somewhere that I trust. And how weird that I'm not even scared. I'm not even scared. So now I'm going to go back to the first part of your dream. Here is a nightmare of last night. And I am curious why you thought or think that this dream is a nightmare when at the end of it you had a warm, fuzzy feeling of puppy love. Because love will constantly renew itself. And as we allow it to renew itself in us, start to understand love in greater and greater depth. This wasn't a nightmare. Sometimes giving it that label misrepresents the good that's going on in your life. You weren't scared. They were there, but you weren't scared. Even when whatever was in front of you just looked right at you, and they looked like they outnumbered you, and they looked like they can hurt you, But why didn't they chase you? There were six of them and one of you. And they were men. And you had a bike with you. 
Why didn't they chase you? That would have felt like a nightmare. Have. Put what ails you on notice. You put it on notice and said, hey, I'm working on you. I've got you covered. I am taking care of this. I am facing my issues because I have this good life over here and through it I am finding the strength to say no to any more trouble like that in my life. I am ready to go on. Because you know the old saying, you have to have more pain than pleasure before you'll make a change. Otherwise, the change isn't going to be a good one in your mind, even though it might overall be good, even though eating better might be better for you. A lot of times people will not do that until they go to the doctor and the doctor says, whoop, got to change your eating habits. They don't listen because our food supply, at least in the U.S., is extremely addictive. So anything you feel like you can't stop eating, stop eating because you will lose the taste for it. Just don't ever eat it again. Just like don't add the same kinds of problems. Don't invite them in and then build up a new arsenal of the same but different issues. And in your dream, you were not willing to do that. You were not willing to do it. So that's a huge growth, but it's also it's also the things that the little things that in every day we take the time to take care of. Like your bike. A bike just doesn't show up and work. You you take care of it. You make sure your wheels have enough air in them. You make sure that they don't have any holes in them or you ran over no any nails. You make sure that there's enough oil on the chain. You make sure that a lot of things that work around a bike are in place before you go on a 25-mile ride. And even then, you can't predict getting a flat tire. So even when something, like let's say you have faced all your issues and a new problem comes right in, it didn't take you back to, wow, this always happens to me. It took you back to your problem standing in front of you and you not even thinking that your bike was the problem. You just knew, I can still get away. And you did. And you weren't chased. Your problems are not chasing you. You are in more control now than you ever were of facing yourself. And your boyfriend symbolizes you taking yourself to a safe place when the stuff you've already faced tries to come back and take up your most precious real estate, which is your time. And the fact that he's in your dreams, he's almost always in your dreams, he has he has come into like yourself, you know, like you think of him as a lifetime, a partner of a lifetime. And when we think of somebody like that, they will show up. Whether and I know it's gonna sound funny, but sometimes this happens to people when they're not sure about some they're just not sure about them. 
And then they're like, why do I keep dreaming about this person? There's people I have been with that I never dream about and people I've never been with that I did dream about. Why? Because when you are with somebody that you feel you can express yourself with and you feel like you understand who you are with that person, the way you dream about them doesn't take on that curious, that sexual tone or or that kissing or that kind of thing. It takes on things that keep us in relationships like communication and safety and contentness. Because you can have sex with just about anybody, but you cannot feel that with anybody. A lot of times people who did desire each other and then they have sex and realize, oh, my God, why did we do that? It wasn't like my dream or it wasn't this. And now it had so much to live up to. It's because you already played that out in your dream. You may not want that to be the answer, but that's the answer. So I hope that this little dream no longer feels like it was a nightmare and that it feels like it was a huge reflection of a lot of growth. So I have another dream that just showed up in chat, and it says, Nadia, if possible to squeeze a dream I had, it is a bit silly, so I wasn't sure to share it. The doorbell rung several times. I thought it must be it must be some someone in a rush. I went quickly to open. It was a giant, suddenly put its face through the door and hold my arm saying, shh, I thought, thank God my daughters didn't open. I was frozen with fear, really scary, even when he looked normal, like a normal person. I started to make sounds for my husband to hear me. He did. He said, are you okay, touching my arm as he woke up while I was Still making funny sounds. Thank you always. It's it's interesting that you were you perceived yourself in trouble, and your husband just treated everything normally. Think about that. Think about that. So in life, when things are happening, your husband doesn't make a big deal out of them. Even when you feel like you're put up against a wall with the biggest issue you think you can face, and you just wrote, it was so scary. It is scary in the dream, but once the dream is done and you realize you survived it, all you needed was your husband to know. You don't necessarily Want him to take over when you face big things. You just want him to know. You want to be acknowledged for what you do because it means a lot to you when you get attention from the people you love. Every one of us has like a feeder, something that feeds us when our kids tell us they love us or they say thank you, that sense of appreciation for 
the stuff you're giving that looks invisible to your family. And you're like, gosh, but I'm I'm going all day. I do this and I do that. And I didn't know, does anybody notice? So that feeling of, of, you know, no matter what happens to you, everyone's just going about their business, but you know you're the one running and steering the train that you're all on. The first thing you thought of was you were protecting your own children, even though it was you that was frozen with fear. You still, in your mind, would rather take what was happening than it to go on to the people that you love. And you wanted your husband to know you were there. And he just wanted to know if you were okay. And a part of it is you that sense of appreciation that you need is because you don't feel seen or heard even when <laughs> something is attacking you. Your kids aren't around. Your husband's there, but he just kind of like pets you, you know, <laughs> like, here, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. Oh, come on. Here you are scared to death. So what I would say to you is if you are ever scared of facing something, not only do you do you like to have that appreciation, but include your family, your husband, in your conversation that you have with yourself. Like, honey, I am thinking we should face our financial situation. I think we can improve on it, and this is how. Or, I want to feel closer to you. And somehow I feel like we just take for granted that we are close, but we don't really talk that much. And I don't really know what I want to talk about. Maybe we'll binge watch a show together and talk about that. Maybe we'll play a card game every once in a while. It doesn't have to be where we sit and we talk all day and all night. That's exhausting. but that you have a big need to have more involvement in your life. Giant involvement, the giant face that went through your door and held your arm telling you to be quiet. You want your family, the involvement it's interesting because when we have children and, you know, our lives kind of go into a pattern because you have to take care of them. You have to deal with their emotionality. You can't, I don't care how old they are, they are always your kids. They are always someone you will think about, want to protect, and yet we don't think to talk, to say, hey, my goals with you are, or to do fun things like cooking together or or sewing together or walking together or watching together or playing together. It's like we may all go out for dinner and we'll take pictures and it looks great, but then everybody splits up and goes their own way and does their own thing and gets back and gets back to their phones and their computers and their everything. 
it's so interesting how our patterns are bigger, bigger, big guy at your door than the lives we wish to have with the people that we love. And sometimes those very patterns give everybody like this sense of security, like, okay, we did this, now I'm going to do that, now I'm going to do that, and it's part of the pattern. And you are like dreaming of this wake-up call, big wake-up call, husband waking up in the dream and patting you on the head. That was his big wake-up. But you want everyone to wake up a little more. And look at this giant feeling that you have for everybody. And they come to you with appreciation and more of their time, which is the biggest gift anyone can give you. But deeper than that, the trust you have in them is this deep. And the love you have for them is this deep. The people who showed up in your dream weren't random people and they weren't co-workers and they weren't brothers and sisters of you. They were your family. You really see your family as an indestructible unit. You see your daughters. You see your husband. They are your family. There's sometimes people in families, and I've met some, and, and I'm still getting over the one I met last week, that just don't like their children. They don't like anybody. They don't even like their husband. They complain about all of them to any stranger who will listen because I considered myself a stranger. And it's the second time in four years that I've sat alone with this person and the narrative has not changed. I don't know what their dreams are like, but I would bet that they're only about them. And your dream included in your time of most fear and feeling scared in a dream, your family, whether you were protecting them or seeking comfort from them. It's such a, it's, it's such a deep awareness that the people in your life, the family that you have, is the family that you love. You may get mad at them. You may not like what they do or say at times. But at the end of the day, they are the people that you love. And that will never, ever, ever, never go away. And it won't go away because they're deep inside of, just like the person who went back to their boyfriend's house and felt that warm fuzzy in the, in a time of fear that too we are not designed to decide who we want in our lives or not we can't say oh well that person looks good i want them in my life that's not how that works But what does work is when they are so much a part of us that they work in our souls 
We know they're part of our growth. We know they're part of our lives. So today I posted something that said, God is our big picture, our bigger thoughts, and our biggest actions. Your dream, the giant, the thoughts of your children, the action of waking up your husband. It's letting you know that God is very present in your soul and in your family. Oh, wow. That was an interesting dream. Thank you for sharing that. I, I actually felt so calm answering it. And we are already out of time. Tomorrow is Questions Friday. I will see you then, you guys. Love you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.